Yo, yo, what's up, guys? This is Daniel Safer, and welcome to another episode of Fitness Frameworks. These last couple of years, my health and fitness have been a big part of my life. I've spent tons of time testing, failing, learning, and iterating on my nutrition and exercise plan with the help of mentors. The real question has been, as a busy professional, how can I develop a sustainable fitness lifestyle where I prioritize my health, but I do not let it consume my life? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I keep learning to apply and share fitness frameworks that help me achieve my health goals. My name is Daniel Safer, and welcome to Fitness Frameworks. Oh man, I am super hyped for this episode and the next coming episodes. I want to do a quick little mini-series that will be based on tracking. The reason is that tracking has been a huge game-changer for me. Once I started to track things, I was able to see what my weaknesses and what my pitfalls were. I was able to see what are the tweaks that I have to make to be able to make improvements. Something that I remember that my mentor used to say was, what you don't track, you can't manage. And this is really important for me to understand because by tracking, you realize that you're not always going to be perfect, but you're able to really pinpoint the mistakes and the errors that you're making so that you can make the improvements and the proper adjustments that will put you on the right track. With that being said, I am working on a special project for you guys that I'm trying to launch on the 1st of March. This project is about helping you fine-tune the way you want to track to build your fitness lifestyle. Tracking has been one of the biggest tools for me and I want it to be helpful to you as well. I was first introduced to tracking probably around the time that I first started learning how to count calories. If you listened to one of the first episodes, you probably remember me telling you about my cereal diet and how I was actually able to lose weight by eating cereal because I was in a caloric deficit. But as time progressed, my tracking got more nuanced. There was more things that I had to pay attention to and it wasn't just about the calories. This change started for me when I was introduced to flexible dieting. Flexible dieting is an interesting type of lifestyle choice of eating. In fact, it is one that I get a lot of my inspiration from as of today but there's tweaks that I make sure are in place so that they fit my lifestyle. The reason I've enjoyed flexible dieting so much is because I have been able to stay on track with my fitness goals, but at the same time, I've been able to enjoy and indulge in some of the foods that necessarily are not part of your quote-unquote regular diet. That's the beauty that I found with flexible dieting. The majority of my food, the 80 to 90% comes from whole, nutritious, satiating foods, my protein, my carbs, my good fats. And then the other 20 to 10% can come from my desserts, the processed sugars, <laughs> the good stuff that makes our soul happy. Anyways, when I first started flexible dieting, I prioritized my caloric intake. I made sure that I was always within plus or minus 50 calories of whatever goal I had. So if I set my goal to be 2,200 calories for the day, I made sure not to go over 2,250 and I made sure to get in at least 2,150 calories. The nuance that I later discovered of why this was a problem for me was that 50 calorie range isn't really that much. In fact, the regular size daily apple I would eat was probably around 100 calories. So I felt like not even an apple was a healthy snack I could go to if I felt like I wanted a snack on something that was not part of what I had already planned out for the day. So the reason I say this nuance really didn't fit my lifestyle is because this made me to start to become obsessive over everything I ate. 
I would start to constantly pull out my fitness pal where I tracked my calories and do some readjustments, whatever I was eating, just to make sure that my calorie count was on point. Over time, I felt this pressure develop and I always had to hit my exact goals that I needed to hit. It was a very narrow target, but I always tried my best to stay within that target. But to be honest, sometimes I felt quite overwhelmed with how often I had to log in just to make some few tweaks to make sure I could eat a certain food or even to make sure I could make a quick change and move something around to the afternoon or in the morning or just make the calories fit into my target. At some point, this obsessive feeling over the, the digits just wasn't enjoyable anymore. And you've heard me talk before about building a sustainable fitness lifestyle. You want to make sure that that process is actually enjoyable. That's what I wanted for mine to be. I didn't want to have this frantic energy about me when it came to deciding if I could eat something or not. I did want to continue making progress towards my weight loss goals while maintaining this flexible diet that I was doing already because I did enjoy that aspect of eating whole nutritious foods for that 80 to 90% of the time and sprinkling those desserts or foods that I really enjoyed for that 10 to 20%. Not only that, I also wanted to feel like I wasn't this machine that was constantly calculating all these calories. I didn't want to feel like I had to check if I had to consume certain food or if it was going to fit into my calculations. I wanted to be at peace with myself and more relaxed about what I ate. It's funny, I remember a couple months back, one week at work, it was a very stressful week and I've talked before about how I tend to be a stress and an emotional eater. Well, the stress got to me and I went to the kitchen to grab an apple. Of course, I felt like I needed to update my calorie count, but I had already planned out the rest of my day, so I made some updates. I had to make a couple tweaks. Then about an hour or so later again, something triggered me that made me feel like I had to go get another snack. And as I'm going to get a snack, I'm getting a little more stressed, not only my work, but how I'm going to make sure that my snack fits into my calorie count for the day. And this stress just subtly built up as an afterthought. Then again, I've talked before about that downward spiral. I was like, oh, well, I'm already snacking, so might as well still go to the kitchen again and get another snack. And what I realized was at this point, I was going over my calories even if I didn't eat my dinner. And there was this constant calculation of calories and macronutrients in my head. I always pictured similar to in movies when you see the guy making calculations and you see all these numbers and formulas just floating around the screen. That's exactly what I felt like. But this day just ended up being one of those bad days for me. And <laughs> I'm only human. Those are going to happen. I've I've come to, to accept those but also try to see what are the things that I could tweak to make sure that those downward spiral days can turn around. But for some reason, just I realized that this subtle stress was getting to me and it was building up a little bit on my emotional eating that I had to get handled. So I really had to figure out a way to make sure that the way I was going about tracking my nutrition wasn't causing me additional stress. Now fortunately during this time I had just gotten an online resource that really helped me understand more about nutrition and workouts. This is an online book called The Muscle and Strength Pyramid by Dr. Eric Helms, Andrea Valdez, and Andy Morgan. This resource has helped me out tremendously to build out my nutrition plan and my workout plans and to build it in a way that would be sustainable and enjoyable over a long period of time. But anyways, as I'm going through this book, they actually give additional resources. And one of the tools that they give is a nutrition aid 
it's basically a calculator that based off your goals, where you at and where you want to be, it will figure out the nutritional targets that you should be hitting each day, building off the foundation they teach in the muscle and strength pyramid. So as I start going through this tool, the first thing it starts prompting me for is what are my goals and where am I at right now? Just to get a good idea of the context of what are the things that I have to do next. Then it starts with the base layer of the pyramid, which is energy balance. Energy balance is a very crucial component because it will allow you to have more adherence to your diet. So this helped me understand the calories that I would have to take in to be able to maintain a good energy balance so that I was able to stay in the deficit and lose weight, but I was still able to have energy and manage my fatigue over a long period of time. So after I plucked in some numbers, it took me to the next level of the pyramid, which is calculating my macronutrients. So the most important macronutrient that first calculated for me was the protein. I could give it a ratio, but it had to be at least one gram per pound of body weight that I had. Then from there, I calculated my fat and my carbohydrate intake. Then the tool took me to the next level of the pyramid, which is the micronutrients. Here it suggested more about how I could get the micronutrients that I would need from my vegetables and fruits, how many servings of each I would need per day. And finally, it talked about meal timing and any supplementation that I would have to take. But the reason this was so important to me was because it helped me realize that it wasn't just about the caloric intake. You see, before I was just stuck in this level one base pyramid of just counting the calories. I didn't really care much about the macronutrients or the micronutrients or just the meal timing and the supplementation. It made me realize that there was more nuances to this. But just like that, this nutrition calculator just spit out the things that I had to do and it basically laid out the plan for me. In the end, I knew the targets that I had to hit with my macronutrients to be able to hit my weight loss goals. The difference was it wasn't concerned about giving me this caloric goal as I thought I needed to have before. Instead, it gave me a range of the macronutrients that I had to track, which completely makes sense because the caloric goal is deviated from the macronutrients. And the side note, they also suggested to do refeed days, which... At first, I was very skeptical of because I had a bad experience with cheat days. <laughs> now, refeed days and cheat days aren't the same thing. Refeed days do have a bit more structure to make sure that you don't go off track. But back in the day when I had cheat days, boy, those were some real cheat days, man. I, I would take those to a whole nother level and just ruin any progress that, <laughs> that I had made the entire week. I'm really grateful I came across this resource because once this plan was laid out for me by this calculator, the problems I came across now were just about fine tuning and making those small tweaks that would really change my outcomes. I started playing with my fat and carb intake to see what worked better for me. I tried out different number of refeeds per week and tried them on different days of the week to see what I was more comfortable with and what fit my lifestyle better. Just like everything up until this point, it was just a matter of trial and error and patience and fine-tuning and iterating my diet to get it to a point where I truly enjoyed it and it started to become this sustainable fitness lifestyle type of diet that I always talk about. And reflecting back, I was able to realize that that small change from strictly tracking and counting my calories to instead tracking and counting my macronutrients and giving it a bigger range allowed flexible dieting to be easier and simpler to stick to. Having a range of plus or minus 10 grams of fat, protein, and carbs allowed there to be a bigger range of calories that 
was big enough that if I had an incident as before where I had a stressful week, I really wouldn't have to have this frantic worry about tracking every single calorie that I am about to eat. But it was also narrow enough that I could keep making progress towards my goals and stay on track. And this is currently what I do today and it has been one of the most effective tools for me. Along with tracking my macronutrients, I also track how accurate I was for the day. The reason I also track this is because although I am dieting, I'm not dieting for a show or a contest, so I don't need to get to the super shredded physique by X date. I have the time to let this process take a little longer if it has to. So if my friends invite me out to eat, I'm not going to say no. But when I do go out to eat, I make smarter choices. And sometimes it's really hard to give an exact number of the macronutrients that I ate when I go out to eat. So this accuracy counter allows me to see through my days when I track my macronutrients, how accurate I think I was. Sometimes I have to estimate a little more and I can't really rely on that number that much. But other times, I just eat what I pack and that can tend to be very accurate. So along with these changes that allowed me to be more flexible in my dieting, I was also very content that I felt a lot less stress. It allowed me to let go of that tight grip of control I used to feel that I needed when I was tracking every single little calorie. It no longer had this frantic buzz around counting calories. It allowed me to remove myself from the perfectionist mentality that I held on to before. It allowed me to make the changes towards trying to be more human, trying to value consistency over perfection. So the reason I'm creating this little mini series is that there's a lot of details that go into this that I really want to communicate to you, but there's visuals, there's formulas, and there's things that trying to communicate to you is very hard over just a podcast. And this is part of the big project that I'm working on for March 1st. I know there's tons of information and tons of tools already out there that you could go to Google or YouTube and try to figure it out. But these next couple episodes, I wanna talk about the important things that I had to track, and I wanna build a great resource for you guys that will teach you how you can start to track those things and how you can adjust them to your lifestyle. I'm actually pretty jealous because this is actually a resource that I wish I had when I first started on my fitness journey. I really wanna over deliver on the value, which is why it's gonna take me a little bit of time to create it, but I am super stoked for this project. As always, I hope you got something of value from this episode, whether it was about the importance of starting to track or the nuances of just tracking calories versus tracking your macronutrients and other aspects of your nutrition. If you got any value from this episode, all that I ask is that you share this with someone that you know, someone that might be trying to build their own sustainable fitness lifestyle and they don't even know it. Someone who's gone through all these different types of diets and have failed over and over again, who are consistently in that hamster wheel, the yo-yo diet, and could get a lot of value from my experiences to help them get out of that cycle. Other than that, you can always feel free to leave feedback. I'm always looking for ways to improve this podcast to be able to bring you more value. All right, that's it for this one. See you on the next one. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback. Would you like to learn how to actually make long-lasting health and fitness habits? If so, go join my Facebook group where I'll be fully transparent documenting my journey to developing my own sustainable fitness lifestyle. Just head over to fitnessframeworks.com and ask to join the group. I'll see you there.